was like thinking was I just chicken Boston who wanted to make new friends on the internet. Uh, what makes me up is, I guess, the parts of myself I want to express. I call myself a practicing skeptic. It's a country that my parents saw hope in. This is the country that we moved our lives to. This is the country where I think it's best to be in. I can't talk to my closest friends. I can't talk to actually most of the close friends that I had before the group meeting. I feel like there was just a shift in how people process information about the world. It's really not a matter of me convincing this person across from me. It's a matter of me being the place that this person goes to for information. It is really tempting when you're very lonely and very single between who can ask me right? It is very different when you're 24 and you're living with a man and the question is baby when, you know? Welcome to the show. I am your host, L.B. Muniz, and this is the Been Awake Podcast for Better Sense Making interview with the Rothbardian from Twitter. We had a ranging conversation that got personal at times, but in a good way, but in a productive way. I always like to say at the beginning of these interviews that a good conversation is like jazz. And a good conversationalist has to be something akin to a jazz musician. And that requires knowledge of the basics, but the ability and the willingness to improvise. And part of improvisation is being able to listen. I'd like to think I did a decent job. Sometimes I don't listen well, but I think I listened okay in this, in this interview. You guys can tell me. We touch, we touch on topics like non-conforming patriotism, the false traditionalism that I see on Twitter, making yourself better and why, and just, I guess, general laments of our current day, the loss of relationships that we all feel, and yes, as the, uh, as the title of this episode indicates, becoming one who can successfully procreate, as the case may be. I do appreciate Miss Roth Birdian or Miss Birdian for coming on the show. I will say though, we got to get her a microphone. <laughs> it was um, it was a pain editing the uh, podcast. I'll be honest, but turned into a great piece of product for you guys to listen to. And like I said, the substance of the conversation uh, it's raw, it's real. And so I think you'll I do think you'll enjoy it. Kind of get you know the impression of who somebody is. So whether you're a fan of the Rothbardian, a listener to BeenAwake.com, or some variation thereupon, I hope you'll stick around on both her page and mine. Without further ado, let's get into the regular intro music and start my conversation with the Rothbardian. broadcast is not approved by your teacher, university, politician, or government. Side effects may include skepticism, better reasoning skills, liberty, peace, 
and an escape from the woke. So, Miss Birdian, I like to say a little bit out of laziness, but really because I'm philosophically interested in the ideas and I've been trying to understand the way people react to them. The first question I like to ask people when they come on the show is what makes up you? I was asking for a long time, how do you identify? But I'm going to ask it a different way now, which is what makes up your identity? Who is the Roth Birdian in a sense? Or really, who is the Roth Birdian plus? Because obviously, Roth Birdian would be maybe just a part of who you are. Well, that's a great question. I wish I had a better answer prepared for it. Um, I would like to begin with, I'm just Chicken Boston who wanted to make new friends on the internet. Um, what makes me up is, I guess, the parts of myself I want to express. Um, I know it sounds really vague and really like I'm trying to appeal to your sympathy, but I guess that's the answer that I have. Uh, I think that I identify myself by what I believe and, you know, specifically by what I believe that what a child well with other people. Um, So when I say that I'm a libertarian, I am not only saying these are the things that I believe, I'm also saying these are the things that I believe that other people around me don't. Um, and what I'm trying to be cutesy on the internet and being a bird, I'm also trying to push away people that are taking it really seriously, I guess. Maybe. <laughs> Okay, yeah, so trying to make friends on the internet or just make friends in general. Yeah, I, Being you know, a... like, yeah, like, you know, trying to make friends and like trying to, at the same time, trying to push away people to take it really seriously. Yeah. Mm -hmm. No, I think um, what was what was cool about that was that you actually thought about the question. Yeah. <laughs> Is, it's, um, there's, because that's like when you, you know, when like we're in actually engaging with, like our deeper reasoning and stuff as opposed to when we're just reflexively answering something because we're anticipating what's yeah. coming up because like you know i have a very practiced speech which is something yeah. to the effect of like i call myself a practicing skeptic and i've changed this a few times as i've done the show and as i've like kind of been honing what i'm trying to do in this space that i'm trying to build out um but like so i'm like i'm a practicing skeptic and generally speaking you might refer to me as a libertarian because those are words that but um kind of in that order to where like the philosophical has always been kind of my first home. Um, and more recently, I've been like talking a little bit more about what maybe what libertarianism actually is, because it seems to be more than it was when I first came upon the ideas in 2012, 2013, basically. Yeah. Um, but I'm actually more, in I was interested, we talked about a little bit before we before we went live, which is I, I am I can make assumptions, but I'm curious about the origins of your, of your, of your username. And I kind yeah. of re-entered the Twitter space about a year ago when I started doing the Been Awake project. And you seem to be one of those people that is very well connected in this grouping of uh, homeless, I guess so. digitally I mean, homeless people. 
connected or you could say just lonely. Um, <laughs> but I think that the origin of my name is actually, I mean, to me, it's really cute. So um, initially, I only really realized that it was uh, like a sort of libertarian Twitter because my boyfriend would wake up and check like Michael Malice's Twitter. And over time, I got to see, oh, they're like libertarians on the Twitter app. And then at one point, my boyfriend said, maybe I'll make an account. Maybe I'll be Murray Rothbard. Make it cute, you know, like Murray Rothbard, but Murray Rothbard and with a picture of a dog. So being an overly involved girlfriend, I looked up Mary Rothbark and I realized there is already Mary Rothbark. So that I began thinking, well, my boyfriend can't be Mary Rothbark. Maybe he can be something else. And I just began thinking, oh, I can think of a cute pun that my boyfriend would like. So I thought of Rothbardian as in Rothbardian. And then my boyfriend said it was lame. And then I decided, well, if he takes out slain, maybe I'll take it. And then I I signed up for that name and I thought, well, maybe I'll tweet some things occasionally. And I searched for, like, I honestly searched for an anarcho-capitalist bird. And a bird that came up in my Google search feed was a toucan because it was black and yellow. So like, okay, I'll be an anarcho-capitalist bird with a toucan and I'm a Godbirdian. And it just kind of kicked off from there. So honestly, the tale is that I gave my boyfriend an idea and he said it was lame. And I just kind of ran off with it. And he then, well, or maybe, you know, yeah. It was, and he was wrong or maybe, maybe I don't know. Maybe. Yeah. I, mean, I, I, I did think, I was thinking when you said, I'm like, I guess if I was, I don't know if I'd want to be associated with a bird as a guy, but maybe that's silly because you know, birds are pretty smart things, but the point is it, it works. It's definitely yeah, right. memorable, right? So it's, it's one of those things where you may as well, uh, you may as well run with it. Yeah, well, that's cool. And, you know, and like, uh, I, actually, I was going to say there are like birds in my background, but I have a, you know, a, like a zoom background going, going on right now, but just take my word for it. You know, before I turned on the zoom, there were birds in my background. I have a mm -hmm. picture of birds on my wall. Yeah. Very yeah, I cool. do love birds, but I feel like it's kind of like I just kind of played into it since I made the account. Mm -hmm. Yeah, that's fair. There's something to that with like uh, you know we were talking a little bit on uh, like the origins of my name of LB Muniz, um, and and I kind of and I was mentioning to you and I've done because I've done artwork of different kinds and I, I even though this is all very analytical, I do still try to bring. I'd like to think I bring a degree of artistry to it, whether it's presentation, audio quality, or what have you. But like I've done music in the past. Um, I've I've written music. I've ri I wrote poetry for a long time, and uh, but and so like I always had I had like a stage name, like that I went by, and people made in like high school and stuff. You know, people make fun of you. That wasn't just that, but um, you know. So I had I had like the stage name. I had there were always like pseudonyms or personas that I would adopt for certain creative acts. And I did like musical theater. So when you when you take on a role, you have you try to become the person really as, as best you're able, right? It's not, yeah. um, but like, so that's kind of part of what it is. So there's something 
interesting because we all do it and this this is part of i think what makes up identity in a sense in 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 large regard is this the degree to which we feed a persona or we feed and like like where does where does the line where does the reality end and the um and the imagination begin i think that line is blurry and with the internet it's it's even blurrier than it was before so it is funny how like you feed into it's like oh well you know i'm gonna like I'm, I'm gonna get like in my place. I was just looking over. Like I've got my "Don't Tread on Me" Gadsden flag. Somebody got me, and a taxationist theft pillow. And I've got the "Come Get It" because these are like gifts that my siblings have gotten me over the years, kind of as you know, just tchotchkes or whatever. It just kind of like builds up, right? And I would, I would say this is the same thing for me and like foxes. So I, I love foxes, and I have a lot of fox crap. But people see that I have a lot of fox crap. And they give you more fox crap. Right. Yeah. Exactly. And people see, oh, you like foxes, so there's more fox crap, right? And so <laughs> I feel like, as somebody that didn't really love foxes, but has grown to love them, I've just like amassed fox crap. Yeah. Because people come into my apartment and they see, oh, Masha likes foxes. Mm-hmm. There you go. It, yeah, it... they're just gonna keep going. And, <laughs> yeah. yeah, I was. You know, it's and funny. I, just I was. Have to make peace with it. I had somebody over, I had a, like a date over a few weeks ago and she was kind of like, you know, it's like that whole thing, right? Where you're taking in somebody's apartment, trying to get a yeah. flavor for who they are. And basically you see a lot of books, you see some flags an Aristotle quote, um, and then like screens, right. For like yeah. my setup. And there's one conceptual art piece. That's, that's mine. I made it, but, um, you know, so she was taking it in her feedback, what her comment was like, you seem very patriotic. And it's so weird for you. It's it, like it's so weird for anybody of our ilk. You know, it's it's interesting though because there, I there's um one time my dad said to me, he's like, for whatever else you are, you're a patriot. <laughs> and I think in the sense yeah. of Mark the Mark Twain quote, um, you know, a patriot loves his country all the time and his government when it deserves it. I think I think some of that is true. Um to, to a greater or lesser extent. I don't know. It's it's interesting the way like the fealty to the country that you have th that you were raised in and maybe yeah. and maybe and it's possible you feel differently about it. i think are you no. are you first generation or did you immigrate here i know so you, I, I know you've talked about this on other shows right? i had immigrated here and that's partially why i feel like i am more compelled to like america as a country as somebody that was born here because like we're like my family voluntarily moved here like we took a pledge right? Mm -hmm. It wasn't yeah. just like, it wasn't a passive, oh, I was born here. Thing. No, like it was an active we are moving here. We're going to sign a thing. We're going to be part of this country thing, right? And, and so partially that's why I can't say that I don't like the country because like my parents signed a pledge. My parents got citizenship. My parents actively immigrated here. My parents actively like did all of the paperwork and took all of the steps to be righteous citizens of this country. Mm -hmm. And what breaks my heart is that this country is becoming what we fled from, right? So I'm from Russia, right? Like this country is becoming exactly what we fled from. And I will be at like sort of libertarian gatherings with friends and we'll talk about like printing book presses in basements. Hmm. 
and it'll be like, okay, Sama's death, right? Like, right? Yeah. That's what people did before. That's what we're doing again. And you just mm-hmm. want to cry being like, I didn't need to hear her brush into this. Right? Yeah. But it's I'm... happening, right? Um, so I, I, I feel like I don't know how to answer this question, right? Because I feel like like this is my country. Russia is not. Mm-hmm. This is the country that my parents saw hope in. This is the country that we moved our lives to. This is the country where I think it's best to be in. And at the same time, you just want to be like, what the fuck is wrong with you? You know? Yeah. Why do we have to move here at the end? Um, uh, for, yeah. for, for the end of it, there's... um. Yeah, you know, it's I I've definitely hear, heard the same thing expressed within my family with, you know, grandparents being immigrants and some of my and then some of like the same generation as my mother, perhaps still also being immigrants from Cuba. Um, it's it, it, it what's what's interest. What's tough about that? What's tough about it is and I'm sure this is difficult for you is the way that if you're in a conversation with somebody who isn't of like mind that they will just poo-poo it, right? It's very easy for the human mind to activate cognitive dissonance and to just completely dismiss, uh, to, to dismiss information. It's one of the reasons why I've stopped, I stopped like, I think when, you know, like when I was like five, six years ago, when I had like my first few jobs, I was always very friendly with the people and I would be very open with my beliefs and stuff like that. And as I've kind of moved up into a more, a role with more responsibility and more weight behind it, you kind of realize like, okay, the person that takes the orders doesn't need to know, not the person who takes, like the person like the person who works at the office staff, they don't really need to know the idiosyncrasies of my ideology. If they're interested in it, you can, you, you can and you should share. But when you just like lay, lay stuff onto people that they can't even like understand or, or put, into, put into frame, it's, um, it, where was I going with this as, as it related to immigration? I'm not really sure, <laughs> but- I was writing about like um, how I love this country and at the same time I'm really frustrated because we moved here with an idea of what it would be like yeah. and why we moved here and that it's proving to be where we fled from. Yeah, it's- um, Yeah, and so like, I think th- what I was trying to drive at is it really is starting to realize, for me, it was starting to really come to terms with how information is disseminated through society right like the study of like epistemology is this big word i've heard other people say that you shouldn't say um but it's like it's like the study of knowledge and that's where like the skepticism comes from is from that and the more i've studied the way information is kind of like i said disseminated or given out the programming that's given to people i've just it's what's interesting is how if you kind of take that in and you actually contend with it and you say, okay, so therefore it's really not a matter of me. Um, it's really not a matter of me convincing this person across from me. It's a matter of me being the place that this person goes to for information be as an, as an authority, right? Because if you don't have the authority behind what you're saying, then P, then of course the average person is going to, to look away because the average person doesn't have the time, neither the time nor the inclination to study abstract ideas. I'm not saying this is right or this is like the way to go. I'm just saying this is what my experience has been. I've kind of have given up on the average person and maybe I shouldn't have, but I have. Yeah. 
and I I will feel like I haven't given up on the right wing, but I've given up on the average city dweller. Hmm. Interesting. Well, and you live in like a city. I live right? in Boston. I yeah. Live in right. Yeah. But, but it's like, look, I feel like I can talk to a, a Trumpy Q person pretty well. I can't talk to my neighbors. Hmm. And I feel like I just kind of have, um, I can't talk to my closest friends. I can't talk to actually most of the close friends that I had before the coup panic began. Mm-hmm. And I feel like there was just a shift in how people process information about the world. And I felt like, I think before I was willing to like express my ideas and try to reason with people. And since 2020, I feel like I can either sleep with the mockery or I will keep myself at a very loving distance. But I don't know how to do anything else. Yeah. Because like I, I look at people with whom I used to hang out. I, I look at people with whom I used to coke. And now those people are very scared for their safety. Mm-hmm. And you just want to be like, we used to do coke together. Like, you know. <laughs> yeah, man, we used to party. What happened? Like, right, like, like we used to party. What happened? Mm-hmm. Um, and you don't know how to have conversations and you don't know how to approach having conversations because meeting up in person is a political act mm. mm-hmm. i know that people that live in the south or people that live in more like rural areas anywhere will find this to be really weird like yes meeting up with people is a political act and the people that wanted to meet up with me since 2020 have been republicans because republicans are willing to host parties and break the law and serve I have um, some family out there and they did, I don't think they had, I don't think they left their house for like six months. I mean, as it is, I think they're like debating whether to come here for a wedding in a few months. Um, Crazy, right? Like, 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 you know, things like weddings shouldn't be a question. Mm-hmm. But for a lot of people, they are, right? Or they became it. I think there's, um, in my, my cynical side also says, and I think I said this more last year, I would maybe be a little more charitable to people now, but I think it still bears, which is it also gave people the perfect excuse. Yeah. Right? So I, um, like, when I kind of discovered, when I, you know, when I, so, like, one thing that I was doing between, like, 2013 and twenty. 18, 2019 or whatever, kind of like during the, during the crazy years that led up to this, right. When things started to go weird on college campuses and people and professors start, you know, like Jordan Peterson, the Weinstein, Weinstein, Heather Hine, um, you know, like people were getting fired. You saw mobs of people going after conservative speakers, um, right. During this phase, it would be like, oh, well, there was this crazy person. Like you shouldn't listen to them. And I would go and maybe check out a few of their things to see what's what. And one of those people was um, was Stefan Molyneux. Yep. And as a phil- and, and as a philosophy lover, add, yeah, way, like somebody that had shifted me from just being a libertarian to an anarchist was Molyneux. Mm-hmm. Um, I was a libertarian for a long for the longest time, 
and I live for the man who plays ball in every baking moment. <laughs> Interesting. And that wasn't my final conversion point, but I began listening to Kringendi on the wall, and she mentioned about government being bad, so therefore no government being mm -hmm. better. And I think I was really primed for the no government message because of Molyneux, because he talked about the state all the time. Right, right. So yeah. I really credit like Molyneux to being what had prepared me to accept the anarchist message. Sorry, I interrupted. No, no, 100%. No, and it's... um. So like on the question of anarchy, I've always been undis I've never found it to be a very interesting, interesting is the wrong word, fruitful avenue for me personally, because it was it be, because it's 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 a question of um, it's a question of efficacy in the end. And like, will it work? Doesn't really matter. And, and it matters where we are. And, and so I'm more I like to say I'm more directional than I am destinational. Um yeah. And I think a post twenty twenty world shows that. Like most anarchists are right; they say it's a relationship, it's not a destination. Yeah, correct. And I think that's almost a different definition of anarchy, I would say, than the strict understanding of a world without a state. I, I do think that, and, and this this relates back to my concept of the paradox of identity, where I think people are using because you know people use anarchy to mean chaos. They use anarchy to mean left, you know, like left antifa. They use anarchy to mean a relationship and they use anarchy to mean Somalia. Somalia. So there's all these different. So I think there's, I do think there is a substantive difference in saying like anarchy is a relationship versus is anarchy the final state. Also, just as a matter of fact and as the way human nature looks, I think there's also the point to be made where um, it's like some people don't want it. Right. And, and also that, it um oh gosh what was my point oh that is like a semantical thing it but but like an input of of importance is i think we can maybe live in the in a world without the state i'm not sure the same goes for government and i don't think that i don't think any serious i don't think any serious thinker would actually uh disagree with that it would just you know there'd be some qualifier about it being voluntary yes, i don't think there will be anarchy in my lifetime i don't think there will be anarchy in my kids lifetime i don't think there's anarchy in my grandkids lifetime right mm -hmm. like so when i say that i'm an anarchist i only mean that like at some point i got the idea in my head that if there was no government that would be ideal sure absolutely right? no and but it and doesn't mean that i believe that it can happen or it will happen it's just more the case of like once you change your goalposts, I think that matters quite a lot. Sure. Yeah. Um, no, ab absolutely. Um, just how you view the previous, sorry, not the previous, the present circumstances changes once you think about ideal circumstances. Yeah. All that I mean. Absolutely. No, for sure. And so with, with Molyneux in particular, going back, was um, for me, what was the most interesting stuff was his like self-knowledge and his uh, work on like with relationships and how you and like being intentional with the people that you spend time with. And I had kind and, and Jordan Peterson had a similar thing, um, but Molyneux really like delves into it. And he had what's interesting is him and I have very different, I think, epistemologies, but we come to a lot of the same conclusions. It's it's in, it's just it. I mean, he I'm sure would run circles around me if we ever spoke, but um, same. Right, but, like, I feel like I read about a lot of things to my ex when we mm -hmm. were together, and I'm sure Molly would run circles around me as well. And at the same time, he was so fundamental to my understanding of what is my philosophy now, you know? Yeah, absolutely. 
Um, but it's the idea of being intentional and the idea of setting clear boundaries, right? With people, which Malice, of course, talks a lot about too. And what, what's, what's interesting about the internet, right? Is like you hear people talk like this and you realize, or at least I did, that some of the, my relation, some of the relationships I had really weren't, um, really weren't mutual, right? They, it, was, it was either the case that, you know, this was somebody maybe taking advantage of my, my politeness and my, you know, my general politeness of like, oh, sure, let's hang out. Um, or at the worst, like some people that were active, that, that were like closer to the like toxic side of, of things and were actually potentially, and I think in some ways holding back my development, like professionally, personally. Um, and I think some of this is natural as you get older and people kind of settle into their lanes in life as it were. Um, but so it was, what was interesting is like a couple of years before 2020 because this is this is what sprung off was you talking about how it's so difficult to talk with friends i've never been somebody that has a large group of friends but i've maintained close relationships with people over the years and i'm very close with my family um most of my friendships were already kind of by default given my my nature were ideologically or or maybe more values like our values were more in line Right. With family, though, there is a little bit of a difference, especially as it relates to politics, which is that side of things. And that is where I've had to I've struggled with it. Um, and what I've and how I've put it is in terms of like, I just try I'm try try to be a good friend, a good brother, a good son, a good nephew. Right. A good grandson. Like I, I try to focus on those kinds of things as opposed to trying to be right in the moment. And and it's what's tough about it is the way people act. Like, I mean, there's, I've had the word I would use is piety. Yeah. Um, it's, it's the piety of it that I really, I really can't stand. Um, yeah. It's, it's the piety of the way they it's act hard, towards right? it. It's really mm -hmm. hard not to react to it. Yes. And it's, it's designed really hard to. Not to call it out. Um, my, I'll, I'll share right, a person. Okay. No, you're okay. I'll share a personal okay. story. I was, you know, my, I, I've mentioned a few times, my grandfather passed away and he was, he was sick and he had, he did get, he did contract the, the, the dirty virus, but he also was, die, he had other underlying conditions and he was old and he made a choice. He never wanted to wear a mask because, you know, again, escaped communism. And, you know, mind you, this is a guy with emphysema, yeah. um, but like, you know, he never wanted to wear the mask and he didn't want to, he didn't want to get the poke. And for me, I, I realized early on kind of like there was like this selfishness that you were supposed to breathe at the beginning of the lock that you were supposed to breed and like engender at the beginning of the lockdown. So like, but what about the old people? Blah, blah, blah. And like you talk to them and they're like, I'm just going to live my life and you want them to be safe, but they want to live their life the way they want. And you have to find the balance with that. But, you know, like so soon thereafter, like as it was happening, like the conversation was had with me about my status, dare we say. And in the moment, I was very, very angry and wanted to lash out. And I'm very good. I have quite the temper that I keep in check. I mean, you know, given my, given my heritage and, and background, um, I have quite the temper at times. And it comes out with family. And it can come out with family especially, right? And I think a year or two ago, I would have yelled and it would have become a fight and we would have fought the whole ride from the city to the suburbs. And instead, I just maintained my cool and just tried to be as honest with them as I could without sounding like a crazy person. Yeah. And it's not a matter of being crazy. This is the funny thing as it relates to libertarianism, right? Is 
everybody, I, I, I full, fully well understand why everybody is sitting around right now and being like, we were right. We were right. Why is it everybody noticing that we were right? I understand that. Temp I understand that temptation, but it's that's where going back to what we talked about a little bit ago, the way knowledge is actual, the way knowledge actually moves from society through society from a place of authority and like down basically, or or out. But it's like um, it's closer to a stone being dropped in a lake than it is a bullet being shot at a target, right? Like that's the way now that's that's we might say that's how knowledge kind of works through society uh and so like and, and if you really grasp with that if you really work to understand that like hive mind that we do have as humans the herd mentality that's endemic to the species it has to be um you start it starts to fit into place and you realize i've realized certainly that when i'm i try to listen for when i'm talking to programming good programming or bad programming and when i'm talking to the person yeah, that's hard, right? Like, it's really hard because the instinct is to speak to a fellow autist, right? Mm. Yeah. The instinct is to get into the weeds of things. And, um, and uh, you can't get into the weeds of things all the time. You can sometimes speak to principles or you can use examples. And you can sort of try to like weasel people in even just by like analogies, right? So like, so like, I will say this, like, like my, my mom is like, like, you know, like my, my, my mom is very like hardcore Trump. Even though my mom has been a registered Democrat ever since we moved to America, right? But it's just like the left has been so terrifying that she's always voted Republican ever since my family could vote, right? <laughs> okay, interesting. And um, and my mom brought the vaccine for work because it was like she knew ahead of time either you get the vaccine or you're not going to have work. Mm -hmm. And my mom hasn't pressured me to do it, but she's just informed me that she is going to do it because she would like to keep her job. Yeah. And my mom mentioned something like, um, you know, like there hasn't been anything wrong found with it so far, so it should, it should be fine. And I highly regret saying this to my mom because no matter what the red pilling benefit is, the personal cost is not worth it. But I mentioned to my mom, I was like, hey, remember when I was a teen and the doctor has pressured you to give me the Gardasil vaccine. Hmm. And the Gardasil vaccine turned out to have way more side effects and costs that it had, that it had like sort of pluses. Like the, you know, Gardasil vaccine was something that was like pushed in every like teenage girl within okay. the sexually active range. Was, um, was was it about HPV? Am I getting yeah. this correct? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. So it was a vaccine that prevents that. I can remember the commercials. Prevents you from getting, you know, like eight, you know, HPV, you know, cervical cancer. And I remember at the time, like my mom was like, I remember the time my mom did ask me like many times, like, are you fine with this? I'm like, yeah, sure. Like I'm a teen, whatever. 
And then I mentioned it to my mom as an adult and she said something like, do you know how much research I did? Do you know how terrible I felt? Do you know how the doctors pressured me? Do you know how they told me that I had cancer and I didn't want my daughter to have cancer? And here I am preventing my child from, a, from the vaccine that might prevent cancer. And they told me that everything was fine. And they told me there should be no long-term side effects, blah, 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 right? And all I wanted to do was like, mom, I'm so sorry that I brought this up. Like, I, I'm sure that I'm fine, right? I'm just using the Gardasil vaccine as an example of like something that seems totally right and fine at the time. Mm-hmm. But now it's highly questionable. Yeah, yeah. And like, and right, and I feel like I went too hard with it, right? Because I was just walking around Boston and I said this to my mom on the phone. Well, remember the Gardasil vaccine? Mm-hmm. And like 24 hours later, my mom, my wife was like, well, I Googled it and I'm so sorry with the you and your routine and it's yeah. not my fault and I feel so terrible and you must realize how much pressure I was under. And I was like, oh God, I'm sorry. I shouldn't have said this at all, right? Interesting. No, th- thank you for sharing that story. I think um, it, but like it, even when you were talking about it, right? The pressure, the yeah. the social coercion that they were doing at the time, the ad campaigns. Well, right, and like you know, you think about this, right? Like my mom had breast cancer. Mm-hmm. My mom's grandpa, sorry, my mom's grandma had breast cancer. Okay. I am supposed to start like doing the tests for breast cancer a decade younger than the average woman is right yeah right right right. breast cancer runs in my family like overall cancer runs in my family sure um and so the doctors would appeal to my mom by saying like look like you have cancer in your family wouldn't you want your daughter to be protected against cancer right right yeah and they think they're and what's what's the worst part, I think, in many respects, is that those people think that they're doing the right thing at the time. Yeah. Right. Look, and, and like, and it was really hard for my mom, right? Because like, she would ask me, and I would be like, "I'm a teenager, and as a teenager, I don't care. Just tell me what to do, whatever." Read, you know? Yeah. Like, and then you look back and you think, "Oh, um, who knows whether it was a good idea or or not?" Right? Like. Hmm. Uh, you know so far turned out fine but who knows right but i gave that to my mom as an example and afterward and i really regret doing it because right now she hasn't mentioned stuff but oh well the vaccine should be fine she's talked about the hpv vaccine and that was supposed to be fine and now it isn't Mm -hmm. but who knows if i did more harm than good well and that's i think that's unfortunately the situation where we're in now and as as you well know and what going back to the idea of relationships and how can you maintain them with people that are starting to as people start to kind of split into whatever split this is going to whatever split this is this this realignment that's kind of occurring one and what's funny is i don't really have any i don't have any answers except trying to except trying to be calm in those situations because i do think there is a part of the programming that be, that's disseminated from the highest levels. And programming is just a word I like to use. Yeah. We can replace it with other ones if we're so inclined. But like with the, with, with the programming, it, it, it is meant to push people apart, right? And it's meant to divide people. Now, 
you know, we started part of this conversation with talking about how I did cut people out of my life. And there are certain members of the extended family who I am less likely to talk to. Um, and some that I'm certainly not interested in, in cultivating a deep relationship with. Um, that being, but, but that being said, it's still family, right? So you can still see them and be friendly with them at times. It, it's a question. It's really just a question of boundaries. And most of these things don't have anything to do with politics. That's the irony of it. Um, um, what I used to think, right. And we'll, and we'll switch into, we'll switch into that other topic of traditionalism after this, but That's I used okay. to, no, 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 but I, I, I want to, but, but I, I used to think, you know, I used to be one of those people like if only people paid enough attention to politics uh, as they do to sports, right. As long as that was the case, you know, things would be better if more people paid attention and then 2020 happened and you're like, nope, nope, this is worse. Or 2016 <laughs> happened where suddenly everybody decided to get a cool hip political identity. And I see it actually What's interesting is it's reflected in the Twitter space because you'll be talking to someone. They'll be like, yeah, you know, when I discovered Dave Smith six months ago and like, that's awesome. I'm so happy you're yeah. here. Um, but at the same time, you know, when I'm talking like almost a decade now, probably a little yeah. bit longer because I started reading The Road to Serfdom when I was 18 years old. So like, you know, like, so I read The Road to Serfdom before I really discovered the Austrian school and the Mises Institute and stuff. I was just told this is good economics yeah, or not or good. This is good. Like, political exactly. philosophy like, yeah i didn't discover the austrian school for the longest time so look i was a libertarian since i was 17 and now i'm 27 mm -hmm. and i didn't really go deep into the stuff when i was like 24 yeah right so it's like so but then you talk to somebody and they're like six months in it's like all right hang on there partner like let's yeah. let's have some uh let's let's put some hierarchy in this situation but no i did want to pivot a little bit to i don't know where i was going with that Okay. Um, I did want to pivot. A yeah, I, I wanted to pivot into a conversation about traditionalism because we were we were like just talking as I invited you on the show, and uh, we were you some joke about oh it, you were just you were talking about like getting older, yeah. as, and just in general, right? And like again, we're both in our twenties, so I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna hold on to that for the next few months. Um, but you know, we're both we're both in our twenties, and you're younger than me. And fair enough. And we can, we can certainly unpack that, but. And I say this with love as yeah. opposed to accusation. Right. Right. Well, I do, I do believe it's, I do believe there are differences, right. For sure. I get that entirely. Um, but what was it? But I, I said something about to the effect of like your age and like, Oh, well, if you had a couple of kids, it wouldn't be a problem. And you're like, you know, some people would, you, you said something to the effect of, well, some people would be serious when they're making that yeah. point. So let's, let's talk about, let's, let, let's take to task maybe, cause I think you probably, given that you have a larger profile, but also given that you're, you are a woman. And so you kind of get these probably unsolicited thoughts from people. I mean, it is actually just, you know, unsolicited thoughts from people. Like I've had a partner with whom I lived, with whom I was under great pressure to have a child. Mm-hmm when I was way younger than I am now, right? So I've seriously had to think about this, right? And I think it's really easy when you're single and very lonely in, sorry to say, very lonely, but lonely for a good reason. Mm -hmm. Sure. Between, we should outbreak the left. Breed, 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 right? 
Mm -hmm. It is really tempting when you're very lonely and very single to tweet who should actually be left, right? It is very different when you're 24 and you're living with a man and the question is baby when, you know? Hmm. Right, I need to turn my phone off. I did not have my phone off, right? It is very different when you tweet about one thing a significant other to breed with because right we're gonna have children like cattle because mm-hmm. children are cattle right sure because cattle right well other people love the creating cattle yeah it's it's not a question of how you raise a child it's just a matter of having one yeah because cattle right we'll just mm-hmm. breed we will just breed them like cattle because yeah. we care about family so much we'll create cattle mm-hmm. um right I think it's a really different question when you actually consider having children. Entirely. And you, and I'm sorry, I view having children as a really precious and important thing. Creating life is a very serious thing. I left somebody I love with all of my heart because I realized I will not have children with him in good faith. Hmm. I did not want to raise life and create life with somebody that I didn't trust fully to take care of it properly. Absolutely. Because I give a shit about creating life. I give a shit about children. Yeah. And I don't view them as cattle to other people. Mm-hmm. Yeah, if you're, this is, I don't, see, the problem is I don't want to be too, what's interesting is like, I could be really harsh and I kind yeah. of want to in a certain respect for that yeah. type of person that you're talking to. But at the same time, if they're listening to this, I don't want to be such, so rude that they would get turned off from the message because like, I actually do care in a sense but like if your entire just just listening to you talk there and so there I mean obviously there's a lot of personal history and and you know and again thank you for sharing that as well but one thing like yeah your point of yeah we'll just we're, we'll just outbreed the left I don't want to outbreed the left now I do find recall, a girlfriend find a girlfriend find somebody who's willing to fuck you right? yeah that should be the first step like like, if you want to outbreak the left, improve yourself enough to find a chick who's willing to fuck you. Well, but the, I, yes, I was going to be a little more gracious, but that's basically where I was going with it. It's effectively like, I think a lot of times like, it's easy to blame society. Me, You're doing the same like, thing. Like, don't tell me to pull my ID out and pressure my boyfriend into breeding sorrow. Mm-hmm. Make yourself fuckable and find a girlfriend who's willing to have kids with you. Because like, yeah. I'm fine. I'm set. I, I haven't, I haven't but this is yeah and this is the point it's like if your point is to do that right you're n- i wouldn't really you're, you're not you're not winning any father of the year in my book like you're you're going about it wrong you have your causality is incorrect yeah. you're you're watching a sport instead of playing a game and you're Make just as much and like, you're just as much of yes stop make being poor terrible. stop make being poor fuckable. make yourself fuckable i think yeah, we've like, come no, up no, but like i didn't know like as a person 
posting, tweeting at Instagram. Oh, Mary, Mary, Mary. Like, I'm fucking fine. I have a boyfriend whom I love. So this I this happens a lot. Else just was he wouldn't be a good father to my future kids. Yeah. I found a better father to my future kids. There like, you go. how about you make yourself fuckable and stop tweeting at me to breathe? Yes. You should use the block button. Um, it sounds yeah. like a little bit. No, so, no, but like, but like, it, it does like baffle me. Like, how about you make yourself fodder material as yes. opposed to tweeting at women to breed? Like, I'm sorry. Like, mm-hmm. I'm not gonna quote unquote breed till I'm yeah. sure somebody can take care Even, of my future kids. But, like anybody who would use the term breed like that, I don't want to be friends with. But like, people use the term out of breed left all the fucking time, and it drives me crazy. Because I'm sorry, I view children as children, not cattle. Listen, I'm Catholic, right? We like having yeah. kids. Um, yeah. I am, I, I like, I wish I, I wish I wasn't single. Um, been single for a long time, but part of that, part of that comes from not being, you know, the long and sordid history that one day will be told which isn't that interesting. It's just, you know, things go wrong and the life doesn't take the path you want it to. But like, you know, I wasn't even in a financial position to really raise a family. And that was something that weighed on me for forever and like held me back from pursuing relationships, even with people that I, I probably you. should have. You, you, you should just breed and breed and breed. And I'm sure your kids will grow up to be libertarians because why wouldn't they? <laughs> right? There's no chance we're going to be left with that hate their dad. I don't, I don't know if you're doing much to save the cause of, uh, of libertarianism right now, because gosh, if you're not just, if you're not just channeling the anger at the, the current meme in the space right now, which is, it's, you know, it's, it's that idea like Christianity without Christ. And, and like, I, I don't mean to offend you because I believe you're Jewish, but, um, but I'm, I don't believe in God. Right. Yeah. But like, like for some reason, the chick that doesn't believe in God, like, is raging about calling kids cattle. I, I I like point these people out to me because I can maybe maybe I'll have some fun fun on Twitter because I don't by design I would say in some respects I don't see this. My filtering mechanism is so high. And this is something that I've noticed coming kind of back, trying to interact with people, seeing the arguments that are made, you know, at um attending different LP functions or calls and just try, like trying to have an understanding of what this space is, right? Because I claim I claim fealty to the same set of ideas. So let's yeah. see what's going on in this place. But I mean, the idea, the idea that you would use again, like ironically, when so I guess it's I guess the question here is like, when does irony become reality in a sense, right? And because because yeah. because like you're you're talking and like and 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 in a sense, I want to laugh because it's so ridiculous that somebody would would say something like that and 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 almost you know in in a serious way but i can also tell by the way that you're reacting to it and the way that you're you're talking about it that like it's it's reached a point where it's not the ironic kind of tongue in cheek statement right it's like reached a point where i think a lot of single libertarian men are way better off getting off twitter sorry working out a little bit getting on Tinder or OkCupid or Hinge or eHarmony or Match.com or whatever you call it. Right? Malice just like, Malice just like, plugged a new one on the most recent episode, so the, fingers crossed. Yeah, right. Like, like, oh my god, like find a girlfriend, right? I will have kids with my boyfriend at my own timeline. You find someone 
somebody willing to talk to you. Well, and like, so we started by talking about like this faux traditionalism. I'm not sure if I like the word traditionalism, period. Actually, I was thinking about that today. But in particular, you know, again, kind of just bringing it back to what I, how I'm reacting to what you're saying is like, also, if you want to be trad, bro, yeah. you don't harass women when you're trad. Well, it's not so much about me, though. Just harassing women, because I don't think they do. It's more just like, like if you tweet 10 more times, oh, you should be a trad wife. I'm not going to be your trad wife because you tweeted it 10 more times. Right. I would like, consider that borderline harass. And I don't mean harassment in a legal yeah. sense. I just mean in the sense of like, it's just more like, look, I'm not, I'm not gonna pity fuck you. Nobody is gonna pity fuck you. Nobody's gonna pity marry you. Nobody's gonna pity breed with you, yeah. right? Like, be nobody somebody. of quality. Oh, I mean, so it's like, look, be somebody mm-hmm. who the trad girl is gonna be attracted to. Be somebody that somebody else wants to quote unquote breed with, right? Sure. Just because you complain about society and the way society is. Is it gonna bring somebody back? Oh God, I I felt so bad about society, but now you said society is so bad. Now I'm gonna open my legs and we'll make babies now. And now you sound like a progressive, like, right? The the person. But just like, but just like be somebody that women wanna fuck. That's it. Like that solves all of your problems, you know. And, you know, complaining about being not fuckable is not going to solve it. I... Like, because, right, if I say this to somebody that cares about men, mm -hmm. because I like men, I'm friends with men, I'm really only friends with men, I don't have any female friends, like, like, sort of, these are guys that I care about, and at the same time, like, I see them, and I'm like, I would never in my life want to fuck you, because you just seem pathetic and miserable and lonely, you know? Yeah. And I think when you are miserable and lonely and as a consequence, pathetic, it is very difficult to listen to somebody tell you otherwise. And it's very difficult to listen to somebody say, well, you just got to figure it out. And, and, and it's, it's not fun to try and think of the fact that, oh yeah, I probably am doing something wrong. Right. Look, like I read a lot about math from, you know, Kate Hill saying don't be poor, right? Mm-hmm. I read a lot about that. Because, right, you could say, like, look, the answer to taxes isn't make more money. The answer to taxes, the taxes are inherently evil because my, my income goes towards bombing kids in countries overseas, et cetera, et cetera, right? But like when you say just be more fuckable, few people are like, hey, no, it's because of society, right? I'm like, no, just be more fuckable. And listen, there, I would say, and to play devil's advocate, not even to play devil's advocate, because it's been my observation. I don't consider myself particularly maladjusted socially, nor do I consider myself a particularly unattractive person. Um, but there is something to be said that there are things within the broader zeitgeist right now that does make it difficult, right? To where if you hadn't found somebody before like 2020 or 2016, it might be tougher now if you have marginal political views, especially if you live in an area like I do that is very heavily left, very heavily blue. Like it's, I, there's only a few things again, or I'm just completely crazy. I'm not charming. I'm not attractive at all. 
in which case, like, I have to pick. And, and it could be some combination thereof, but I'm just making the point that I've certainly noticed that when I bring up that people want to bring up politics more and that when you mention you're anything but like the dominant thing and it was even expressed to me, it's like, well, you should just try being liberal um, as if I could. <laughs> but look, so like I will say I am very biased because I'm a chick. It is a lot easier to be a chick in any context, right? Um, I found an anarchic capitalist belief in a blue city, in a blue state. But I'm a woman. It's a lot easier. But I, I will say this. What's going to be easier? Changing the world or changing yourself? Precisely. And that's and I think that's ultimately what we circle back to. to me. You know? Like, yeah. I'm sure if I was 100 pounds more, what would be easier for me is losing 100 pounds than changing the world to like me as my beautiful goddess queen for me. You know, like, Correct. Well, and the person that the person that's comfortable—I <laughs> don't know if I should say this. Oh, screw it! I, I'm on with I'm on with I'm on with the Roth birdie, and I'll say it. I, I said I quipped to a friend of mine the other day, and I. <sighs> okay, fine. See, this is how like. Yeah. I don't, I'm sorry to bring the bad thing. No, no, no. This isn't a bad thing. I was like, yeah. we like there was a problem done when we started telling like very overweight women that they were like hot. Like I swipe on apps and like, I'm not, I'm not in perfect shape. Like I've got a bit of a belly. I could stand to lose a few pounds yet. You've done this on pot. Yeah. Look, I cannot fit into most of the clothes that I own right now. I, I used to, I used to be, I am five, seven. I used to weigh 118 pounds right Mm. now. I do not fit into most of the clothes that I own. I am in the same page. Like I ate my feelings. I'm responsible for it. I'm a hypocrite. I am trying to undo the pigging out that I've done. So believe me. But there's, but there's like, but there's a variation in the stage here, which, and there is a particular, it's just, it's just, it's just a very, it's a very weird thing. Um, There's also this thing right now, which you probably don't see as much since you're not, since you're not dating, but like people don't want to look attractive anymore. And it's, it's infuriating. It's infuriating. Like I, so I, I dress very simply these days. I kind of, I used to be a way more of like a, an Easter egg. I would wear suits, bright colors, bow ties, all that stuff. And then I kind of had the same thing. I, I, well, I changed jobs. So I work in like manufacturing now. So it doesn't really require getting dressed up a lot. And then I put on a little bit of weight and like the weight kind of resettled. So some of my, st- and most of my shirts were like eight years old. Most of my shirts were like eight years old. So they were like time to get replaced anyway. So like, I just started wearing black all the time. And I've been doing that for about a year. And then if I dress up, I wear. Yeah. If I dress up, I wear a white shirt and like, I still have my suits and stuff for when I look nice, but like I groom myself, right. My beard, if I'm going out with a girl, my beard is always, is, is always groomed. My hair looks nice. Like my skin is clear as clear as it can be. I try to wear my nicer shirt, you know, look good, smell good. And I've hung out with Pete, with women and certainly seen the profiles where it's like, there's not one, attra- like you just show up, like you're hanging out with your mom at the mall on Saturday after yoga or something like that. And, or like your profile makes it looks like you're homeless. And I think 
this is where we do get into see it's always two things right it, there is the societal elements at play but then there's the individual element this is why i would still call myself an individualist and most of the so-called critiques of individualism that i've heard recently are really just are, are i don't i don't think are as such because it's completely resolvable if you understand the way human nature works um which would come into my trinitarian idea of uh instinct reason and faith but it, it, so like this is this is all to say like there's there is the societal element right would it be better if we were if the society did a better job of saying hey you know maybe find somebody that you think are going to have matching values with when you're younger make sure you get into a good relationship you know potentially get married have kids before you get to start. but that's not where we're at right now so yes there is that societal play but you but you're faced with a choice and i'm a big believer in choice um and I think people pretend they don't have a choice because it's easier to it's that's easier. It's easier to pretend like everything is happening to you to have an external locus of control than to take ownership and responsibility for your actions. And if you're supposedly going to be preaching traditionalism, responsibility for your actions has to be a part of it. Um, but there is this where we get where, where I'm getting stuck is like, you know, you're trying to you're trying to take responsibility, but you don't. So there is the society and there is you reacting to the society. There is the choice that you make in the moment, which is, okay, so yeah, you know, this girl that I would think in any other timeline, we could probably have gotten married at one point in time, but it just didn't work. You know, like I could get mad at the universe for that, or I could just, you know, work on myself and try to, and try to find somebody else. Right. Like, or like you could say, oh, society programs women to have low time, so to have high time preference. And because of this, I'm single. Or you could be like, I wasn't marriage material for this chick. Precisely. Right? Like, well, say, oh, but like, like also what you're society, describing. Like we, we should keep society. Yeah. Make women think differently. If you want to <laughs> fuck me and marry me. No, just be fuckable and marriable. Oh my like, god. I, I, like like I really want like Yellowstone from from the cause to be like just be fuckable and be marriable and somebody will do that to you. Yeah, it's um gosh, I don't know. It's I I hope some of this is the folly of youth, right? I hope that some of this is like but it but I think it also speaks to like this is something that I've I've only recently discovered kind of about myself, which is like what does it mean to be a man? Right. And like, what does it mean to be a woman too, is another interesting question. And like, you know, I, I, it's a, it's a different conversation. And in some respects, I'm not qualified to have it, but I'd be willing to. It, it, I don't think I am either. Right. Because I feel like I can only experience what I experience myself and reflect on what I've experienced myself, but I can't tell what anybody else feels, you know, like, mm-hmm. But bringing it back a little bit, there's there's also like that abstraction element, right? Again, like, oh, if only everything would change. And that's that's where I did really gain a lot from like from Molyneux's real time relationships and just his general idea of like relationships being voluntary. And even with something like family members, if they're not respecting you or or taking, you know, or like if, if they're actively abusive, um, which it's so astounding like it, it for what i did suffer it, it were, i've heard stories to remind me that it's you know it, that, that people have had it worse it 
I don't know whether what's interesting, like I, I mentioned my filter earlier, because there's something, there is something to the fact that like, I just tune a lot of people like that out to where, and it's because, because frankly, it, it bothers the heck out of me. Like, like I said, like any, so like you're, if I'm understanding you correctly, there are guys who will just tweet at you in a completely serious manner. Or maybe at in like response to what I say, right? Mm-hmm. But I just want to yell back, like I have a boyfriend. Like, well, but and if you follow your pro, if you follow your profile, yeah, yeah. yeah, if you follow your profile, yeah. it's pretty well apparent because you're open about it. Um, yeah, I don't know. These are just like these are just rules. Yeah. Maybe, maybe, maybe. Uh, yeah, it's 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 so. It is definitely the case that dating and relationships have been fucked up by 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 i see what's funny now is i'm using the word society more instead of government and i kind of hate myself a little bit because that's just like but but it but it works right well and i do think they have been fucked up by you know society and the culture and various cultural institutions and stuff as well yeah but all that i mean to say is that you can tweet your way to changing culture or you can sorry work out or under eat your way to changing yourself but isn't it interesting that even the people like the people doing the tweeting in this regard i think are just as much um symptoms of the disease they're not the antibodies they're not the white blood cells coming to start the in fact they are the infection in in reality right the, like the person who the person who's going to act like that is a consequence of of society just as much as the 22 year old girl who shaves her head because Hasley did it or something like that three years ago. Um, Like, so, yeah. so it's like, they're, they're just as, they're just as much to blame. You're just holding up a mirror in those, in those instances. And this is one of the things that um, that's one of the things that I find fascinating about, about humanity and human behavior. And, and it, uh, but then also is a little terrifying because it reminds me of how different one can be. Um, from something like that because like you know speaking personally here for a minute like I didn't date much in my 20s but again like we've been able to have it's not like I can't talk to women in fact I'm like in fact I prefer to talk to women it's one of the reasons why we're talking is like why am I talking to all these dudes like about libertarianism like if I'm going to talk about libertarianism it may as well be with a woman that sounds like more fun I mean there are way more dudes and there are gals so that makes sense yeah right but you know so i'm just you know just kind of seeking out like i had the voluntary vixens on they were great had a lot of fun talking with them i'm having i'm having a lot of fun talking with you and but there's something to be said for the fact i think one thing that came through to me when you were kind of when you were talking earlier is just the like the rawness of what it is because like twitter is just like twitter and these online relationships and friendships that develop are just as much real life for us now and and maybe were you because we're, we're not that far off real quick because i feel like because we're not that far off in age but like because i've kind of always had internet friends like growing up right there was like a random people that you would like interact with i can remember like talking to somebody from canada when i was like a teenager like 18 years old maybe like we found each other on twitter because of like a like a calgary flames versus chicago blackhawks game or something like that so like i've had it like i did when i was in a fraternity I had like a, I had like an anonymous fraternity account and it was very similar to some of the stuff we see now. And that's when follow Friday actually meant something. Um, 
but so like i think there's this degree to where like with these virtual relationships where do they begin and where do they end and that's a tough that's a tough thing to answer it's like something happening in meet space and the reason i use meet space in not real life is because i say that online is real life it is life mm-hmm. and look i will say this i was 17 years old in college in san francisco i was eager very very eager to turn 18 closer towards my end of my year of college of my freshman year because I really wanted to make an OPCupid account and I really wanted to make a Tinder account and I really wanted to meet people online, right? I was in the Bay Area. And it meant a lot to me to turn 18 towards the end of my freshman year in college and make an OPCupid account and a Tinder account and all of those accounts, like meet people outside of college parties, right? Mm-hmm. And I love the aspect of the internet that involves like weird people meeting other weird people. Yeah, yeah, for sure. And I've appreciated it all my life, right? Like, um, I think it's wonderful. I think that the internet is a wonderful place for weird people to meet weird people, no matter what kind of weird you are. And it lets you... And it lets you be that too. Yeah. Because weird is always, of course, in relation to like the main, the herd, as it were. And if you right. think, yeah. And you know, like, you know, think about what it means to be a weird 17 year old in the Bay Area. I don't, I mean, I was in, well, yeah, yeah, okay, go ahead. Right. Like, you're, you're just like, I can't go to another college party and meet another 20 something. Right. Or just like, oh, I'll go on the internet and meet weird dudes on the internet that live in the area. And I'm just <laughs> going to see what happens with that. Right. Like, yeah. like, I know it sounds really dark and creepy, but I say that, but it's just like, it, it's so adorable. It's so right. And I feel like what's happening now is just another, like, sort of, sort of, like, type of that. And I think what's really amazing, though, is that, like, now I organize, like, libertarian meetups in my area. Mm-hmm. And it's over 150 people now. And like there are 100, over 150 people in the Boston area that want to meet up for picnics and hikes and drinks. And right. And it'll be like, I'm lonely. I'm on the internet. I will find my friends. Right. I love it. And well, and you know, right? you know what you popped know? into my head when yeah. you were saying that's like, yeah, but you need to go breed. Right. It's just like, like, just like these idiot, right? Like you're actually out there building community, doing far more than like most people would even think to do. Right. If you're actually organizing and putting on these events and you've gotten it to the point where like over a hundred people IRL are willing to hang out and like do these types of things. We don't really have that as much here in Illinois. Like, like most of those people would not be friendly towards the LP. Like most of those people would not be friendly towards any political organization. But most mm-hmm. of those people will want to go on a picnic or a hike or a drink. And yeah. I think that's beautiful, right? Yeah. Because people are lonely. And I only began doing like sort of organizing meetups when the lockdowns happened. And then, and then it became like, look, do you want to wear a mask around me? No? Great. We will be friends. Yeah. And I think it's kind of beautiful. No, I do. I, I would, I would completely agree with that as well. You know, with the particulars of my lifestyle is I'm alone a lot 
because I'm just always on the road. And I have like, you know, so like, but again, going back to the things like I've, I have close friendships that I've maintained over, over years now. Um, and so, you know, you keep up with people, even though most of them are now not proximate to my location. Like I, like all my friends, I have like just a, I have like two friends left in the state of Illinois and at least one of them listens to the show. The other one does sometimes, I think. So I did think of both of you who are still here, but everybody else, like, you know, moved to different places, Florida, Kentucky, um, so like, and I think thinking about the future, right? Thinking about the trajectories, whatever else might happen in one's personal life. Um, I think one thing that we've observed is political affiliation switching from geography, which was always one of the major indicators, right? To being personality. And this is part of the great alignment and that personality has a biological basis and it's really hard to face and it's and it's hard to fake too and it's hard to face the reality that it has some kind of a biological basis and what goes hand what i think so one thing i think is we're seeing a lagging indicator um because i think it will be because i i think about this living where i live right i've grown up in this state my most of my life like I've always been like culturally different from people, but still like a Midwesterner, still, you know, all these different things, but I think it will be difficult. I mean, as it is like, um, Brian Long is coming here like next weekend or this weekend or something, but, but, but Zanies is requiring Vax passports and yeah. And like, I wanted to ask you if you got a French one, but that's on six Jack. But the, yeah, I wouldn't answer something like that publicly anyway, but, but what he, but like the compromises you can get, the compromises now he get, he convinced them to give a negative test mm. and like and i was like excited for a second and i was like oh shit maybe i'll go now and then i'm like then but then you have that secondary thought of like i'm i'm excited that if i go get a negative test I that know. i can go see a comedian and that's like that and so like but that what that won't happen in florida that's not going to happen in texas uh, and you have right and so like i think there's a lagging indicator where we are going to continue to see this migration occur um and again it's it's very easily you I could get left behind if you don't pay attention mm-hmm. i'm not gonna have kids in massachusetts i will have kids in new hampshire that's been decided I've, yeah I've, I've decided that's solid yeah right mm-hmm. it's just it's really easy to say it's harder to enact right the second right Mm-hmm. You can't uproot your whole life immediately. But, like, right, you say things like this. And, yeah, like, it's really easy to be like, well, I'm, I'm not sure if I'll do this for myself in this blue state. And you think about kids, and then you're like, oh, fuck no. Yeah. One of the pieces I wrote recently um, was a, asked, kind of asked the question is liberty popular? There's a lot going on in the piece. There's a lot of subtlety to it, yeah. um, it's, but it's not. But it's not right. That's that, that's what I was just gonna say. Yeah. Is it's not. It, we've seen we're and we're going to continue to see examples of this. There will be pockets of hope, right? Mm-hmm. But is is liberty? Let's let's reframe the question. Is liberty po- popular across the 350 million people that live across the continental United States? No. There, it's not. And it won't be. And it's not going to be something where you can win a popular national election. And we cannot tweet our way to it. And you can't tweet your way to freedom either. Exactly. What it comes down to is doing work in the real world and seeing where the trends are and making and making moves in your life to try and be able to accommodate them. 
So like I, you know, I'm a big believer in the wealth, power and influence. I'm part of the nomad network um, that Jason put together. He's helped me with some stuff. It just like with some of his trainings and like, just, just having that positive influence and like having that be part of your diet, I find to be very, very helpful. Um, but like, it, it, what, but like part of the whole thing is controlling the source of your income. And I'm in a position where I kind of live a nomadic lifestyle, right? Like I could pick up and really move anywhere and still kind of do my job, but yeah. I'm also, but I, but I don't make money for myself. I work for somebody. So I'm also kind of, as a consequence of that, I'm also kind of tied to this area, right? Cause this is where home base, this is where the headquarters is. There might be a couple States I can move to, but so like, so that's what I want to do. I want to at least have the choice, even if I stay where I'm at, which is like a good environment. Even if I stay where I'm at, I want to make sure I have the choice to, if I needed to move to do that, because again, if you want to be free, you want to have these things that you supposedly talk about you and the ephemeral audience listening to me and the wonderful Miss Birdian um, is like, if you want those things, you have to, you have to fit, you have to actually take the moves to do it yourself. And if you don't, by the way, you're just, by the, if you don't, you're just giving into the progressive mindset that says, daddy government, come, please help me govern me harder, daddy. Like that's, that's what you're doing when you're just tweeting and you're not, like you said, going to the gym or really like, let's take, cause everyone says going to the gym and like, yes, it's important to keep yourself healthy, but like, how about just grooming? Right. And, and by the way, if somebody's listening to this and you need tips and you want to like, and I have a nice beard, nice hair, I can help people with that. Like I did style and fashion for like a little bit of time. So like, I know what looks good. My, my choice of black is it's choice, right? Like, and I'm copying Tom Ford, Tom Ford wears all black. And part of that's because I can talk to girls as somebody who look I can talk to girls as somebody that cannot fit into most of the clothes that I own mm -hmm. it's hard but it doesn't mean that it's impossible and right I didn't make my way back and I was gonna say like part of it again it's not about having some ideal body type but if that's your goal go for it like personally I would say for for men or women it's more about it's a matter of health Right. It's a matter of I, and you might disagree with that and that's fine. But there's um, it's it's a matter of like it's a matter of like being active and again, just like taking care of yourself. And I think the reason why I put it that way is I think some of the other things kind of follow from that, because if you're taking care of yourself, then you notice when you put on a couple of pounds and you're like, oh, I should like watch. Oh, yeah. Wait. Yeah, I did have Taco Bell six times this week. I definitely did go to the gas station to get candy. I need to stop doing that. And I need to like, so like it, it all, if, if, if something like going to the gym and lifting weights and like, for me, it's an intimidating thing. Cause like, I've just, like, I'm kind of like just an active person, but I need to be more active than I am now to get to like where I want to be. So like going there with ignorance is actually kind of a daunting thing. And, and it's kind of tough to ask for help sometimes in that respect. But so that's why I say like, put it in the frame of, work put in the frame of just take care of yourself it was like that was the part a few years ago that i stopped reading in 12 rules for life with jordan peterson was take care of yourself like you matter like you're somebody worth caring for that's a really tough thing for i think a lot of people because of you know psychological things that happen to us in our youth perhaps i think that's a tough thing for people to really um for people to really capture actualize and i look at some of the crazy sorry one more point uh, uh, some of the craziness on on Twitter as like a, um, I look at some of the craziness on Twitter as a manifestation of those kinds of like, I see it as a cry for help. 
like it, when it when it when it leaves that ironic funny space i see it as a cry for help now from your position it's still really annoying though <laughs> no, 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 no. i i like I feel like there are so many things I wanted to add. I'm not sure at which point I wanted to interrupt you, and I'm really sorry for interrupting you. No, no, no apologies needed. Look, I genuinely hate myself. I that's so sad. I genuinely hate myself, right? But I love people in my life, right? And part of improving myself means making myself better for the people that I love. Uh-huh. I know it sounds really dark but that's just kind of how I approach it, right? So when you imagine like, like wanting to improve yourself, I think of like, eh, you'll never convince me to improve myself because I love myself. You won't hmm. convince me to improve myself because I love my boyfriend, for example, and he will want to see me more comfortable in my own skin, right? Or like when you talk about like wanting to be healthier, sure. But there is a segment of the population that might not want to be healthier, that they just want to be smaller. And I count myself on that part. And honestly, a great way to get smaller is to get healthier, right? So if you eat less carbs, it's a lot easier to fast, for example, right? Um, it's, it's just like a lot of the right things for the right reason are also the right things for the wrong reasons, quote unquote. Sure. And yeah, I don't sure. think there's anything like terribly wrong with that, right? So I feel like, look, I will endorse keto with all my heart as I say this as I drink a beer as well as before this podcast, you know? Mm-hmm. But like, you know, eating keto helps me a lot because it's easier for me to fast if I don't eat carbs before I fast, right? Yeah. Um, I think that like a lot of the good advice, even for bad reasons, is still really good. Um, I think if you don't think it's far, it, it, it's fine. Thank you. Now, like it's, um, I, I would love to do this for the right reasons. I would love to do this because I love myself and I want to see myself get healthy. I do this because I hate myself and I want to hate myself less. And I think that's so better than hating myself and eating my feelings. It is that. Certainly. Absolutely. Sorry. Differences of perspective. No, differences of perspective. It, it's also, you know, also it's fun to use silence sometimes in a show because podcasting is about like constantly filling up air with words. <laughs> oh, no. So like, so but there's. Honestly, if you're ever silent with me, I'll be like, words, 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 <laughs> words, fill it, fill it. And I have the same, I have the same impulse as well. It was like yeah, earlier today talking to a customer. I talk, 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 talk. <laughs> well, I think, I think we've said plenty. So why don't you let people know where to find you and we can stop recording at least. Yeah. Uh, find me at Bernie on Twitter. And that's it. There you go. And, and I'm you... very sorry for all those things I've overshared. <laughs> no, I think it was great. And that's, I mean, it's kind of the environment that I want to create on a show like this. So it's, I, I, I really appreciate you sharing stories and hopefully I was able to share some as well. And hopefully people gain insight out of it of just like real convert, like real open-ended conversation. Like I say in my intro to these things, I think a uh, good conversation is like jazz and we were certainly riffing the whole time. So 
if you want to find me, I'm the mind behind the Been Awake Project for Better Sense Making. You can go to beenawake.com, subscribe with your email address there. You can subscribe if you want. First year, 50% off. It's 50 bucks. If you want to do that, that helps build the tribe. Um, you'll have extra benefits, things like that. We're working. I'm working on it. Uh, beyond that, you can find me on all social media at the LB Muniz. like what you heard today, go to beenawake.com to subscribe for future updates. My name is LB Muniz, and I am not one with the woke.